What's happening? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, coming to you today to talk about your belief system. Because your beliefs are your reality, and the reality is you choose your beliefs. Unfortunately, a lot of people run on unproductive programming that they learn from their parents, or from society, or from their teachers, or from their friends growing up. And a lot of the time, you have that programming that you've accepted as objective fact at 5 years old, at 10 years old, at 15 years old, and that programming is hurting you. And a lot of the times you haven't examined that in the last five years or 10 years or 15 years or 20 years or 30 years. And to make sure that your beliefs are serving you, okay? Because unproductive beliefs don't serve you. Unproductive beliefs don't make you feel good. But if you follow my stuff, you know that I want to help you create the most consistently happy reality that's possible. I think that is the absolute best way to live. I think that everyone, every single person on this planet wants to feel as much joy and bliss and happiness as possible. Okay, if there was a joy and bliss and happiness pop, uh, pill that had no side effects, every single person would take that, I guarantee you, okay? And being happy within yourself is not only the best thing that you can do for you, it's the best thing that you can do for your parents, it's the best thing you can do for your friendships, it's the best thing you can do for the women in your life, it's the best thing you can do for your clients and customers and business, and it's the best thing you can do for the strangers around you, okay? Forget about all this changing the world, all right? The world is the way the world is. The best thing you can do for the world is be happy and lead by example and spread as much positivity around in, in all of the different aspects of life as possible, as well as being happy within yourself because I don't believe that you deserve to suffer, okay? I don't believe there's anything productive about suffering, all right? I think the most logical conclusion is how do I be as consistently happy as possible and build everything in my life around that, including my belief system? That's why I say, time to make your beliefs your bitch instead of taking orders from them. And you can do it, all right? It, all it takes is, is will and creativity. Will and creativity and you make your beliefs work for you, all right? Let me give you some examples. Let's say you have the beliefs that bad things happen to me, all right? Let's question that. Is First off, is that an objective fact, okay? Just because bad things happen to you in the future, in, in the past, does that mean bad things happen have, have to happen to you in the future? Okay. Just because bad things happen in the past, does that mean that you are always going to be a victim of circumstance? What if you could reframe a lot of those bad things as learning experiences and be grateful for the lesson that you're taught? Or what if there are some really traumatic things that happen that you aren't able to be grateful for as a learning lesson, but you could say, well, okay, how do I make sure that those things don't happen in the future? What if you could say, go back and look through the last 20 or 30 years and look at all the good things that happened and use your confirmation bias applied to the good things in your life and start to think about, well, actually good things happen. Good things are, are going to happen to me in the future. Um, I've had some bad things happen but I'm going to maximize the amount of good things that happen. And if something bad does happen to you, you can just look at that as an obstacle for creating the lifestyle that you want as someone who gets the good things in life, all right? I mean, there's a lot more you can do with that, but those are just a few examples. Let's, let's say you have the uh, belief of, of life is pointless and meaningless, okay? Objective materialism is what you were taught in school, all right? You were taught it as a fact, but, but the reality is, what you were taught, if you're relatively intelligent, especially, you know, if you're a young man like I was growing up, 
it's very easy to extend that logic to think, well, we're just spinning around in this orb in space and none of it matters and, and um, there's no point and there's no meaning to it, all right? I was a 13-year-old nihilist, if you can believe that, because I was philosophically inclined and I took the information I was getting in school and reading in certain books and, and, and I applied that as if it was an objective fact. But let's examine that for a second, all right? What if there was a path laid out for you by your creator? What if life was a test? Or what if you had a certain amount of potential, you had free will, and you had a path laid out and, and, and you could choose to maximize that potential, minimize that potential, half-ass that potential, and you're, you're rewarded for using that potential and your life does have, have a purpose and there is a purpose to this, to this world and there is a purpose to this planet and we are spiritual beings that are consistently evolving through different life cycles. I'm not saying you have to believe that, okay? I'm just outlining that as, a possi as, as one possibility, okay? And an example towards that is, is God doesn't exist and the universe is, is neutral at best and hostile at worst, right? Would you be happier if you believed in a loving creator and some type of potential for an afterlife? Probably. Does science have all the answers? No. Science can go back as far as the Big Bang and you don't have to change that model, okay? I'm not saying you have to believe in, in um, intelligent design or anything. You, you can use the best scientific model available, the Big Bang, but, but what created the Big Bang? What, what created time? What created time and therefore matter and space and energy, right? Because if the Big Bang happened three billion years or so, there was a point before time existed. What created that? And, and then what sustains that, right? Scientists are constantly um, analyzing down to the smallest particles. And then 10 years later, they'll find, they'll find a smaller particle. They find that there's actually space between particles. And that matter is, is primarily space, right? And then you have stuff like the Heisenberg principle where the subject affects the object. It's like you can go deep into that and science won't have an answer for you. Okay, so, so what if science didn't have the answer and what if you start looking at people who are able to speak with authority on those subjects, okay? What if you started at, at looking at, at spiritual authorities that, you know, a billion people believe in? So instead of writing that off, like I used to do about religion, I would say, well, let me, let me explore that and see what kind of information they have. Maybe they have a better model for me where I can believe in positivity. I can believe in a loving creator. I can believe um, in an everlasting spirit, maybe, if, if you're interested in that, okay? I mean, if you're not, you could still frame it as, well, life has meaning within, within my life. The present moment exists. The present moment's real. The world is real. Suffering is real. You know, I can go through my life and limit suffering my, for myself and others and feel like some kind of an achievement when I live that way, right? Let's say death, all right? That's the granddaddy, right? Death is happening, 100% for sure. You can't argue your way out of that one, right? Well, at least 3 billion people believe in life after death. At least, okay? Maybe you'd like to believe that your spirit lives on. It's a lot nicer to think that your spirit lives on after this physical body dies. 
or maybe your spirit was never born and it's only and can and can't die and it's only this physical body that dies in this materialistic world that we live in it's only the flesh that dies maybe i'm just a spirit speaking to you in the material world to remind you what you are and maybe there are perfected spirits or perfected souls that have fully merged their river into the divine ocean like Christ and Buddha and Ramana Maharshi and Ananda Mahima and Ramakrishna and the list goes on. Maybe that's, maybe that's also something that you can investigate in if you're interested in it. Let's say you think that you have depression, okay? Now you might be depressed now, but what if that was just a transient state? What was that? What, what if that was just how you're feeling now? What if you could look back over the last month and see a time where you laughed? Maybe you were watching Family Guy and you found that funny and you weren't depressed in that moment. Or what if you could look back through the eight hours a day that you're asleep, you're not depressed there? Or what if you could look back through the times you're having sex in the last month where you were enjoying yourself? So what if just depression was just a state that you entered in a lot, but that was also transient? Okay, because then that gives you the freedom to say, well, hey, I had happy moments here. What do I do to make more of these happy moments? Maybe I can model someone who's happy. Maybe I could devote my life to modeling happy people, taking total control over my environment and trying to create a lifestyle that's as consistently happy as possible every day. What if I devoted all my energy to that? Because that's how much I hate being depressed. What if I could never be depressed again, right? Real talk, guys. I mean, this is, this is, this is real serious stuff, and, and the effects of being able to do that is so powerful, okay? Because I used to be depressed when I was 20. I'm not depressed now. I don't have depression. I was depressed, but I didn't have depression. I had people that are depressed in my family, and I had a genetic predisposition to go into that state, but I don't have depression as something that is a consistent state for the rest of my life. I had a depressed state and now I don't. And I barely have ever go into that state for more than maybe five minutes at a time. Okay. What about the belief of I'm not successful? What does success mean? Does it mean driving a Ferrari or does it mean you living, living in joy and abundance? To me, success is... The most successful person is the most is the happiest person. The most successful person to me is the person who suffers less, okay? What if you could change your definition of success and still pursue the materialistic toys that you want? Don't don't get me wrong. I like to be successful in the world in the way that the world defines it. I like to have the toys, I like to live in nice places, I like to have women in my life and all these things. But you can have all these things, but what if that wasn't the main focus? What if the focus was, I only want the things that are going to bring joy to my life, right? How much joy does that Ferrari bring, right? As, a, as opposed to creating like the ideal lifestyle for yourself. Maybe you can make a lot of money and get a Ferrari and, and have it bring a little bit of joy to you. But I mean, to me, success is the most joy and the most abundance and the most freedom, okay? You could totally change your, your definition of success. You could also model people who are successful, right? If part of your definition of success is materialistic success and those, materialis those materialistic things actually bring you joy, like you're self-aware enough to know what, what brings you joy, then adding on like, okay, 
let me model the guy who's successful. Let me do what he does, right? Let me, let me use deductive reasoning to reverse engineer what his success is and program my lifestyle in that particular way, okay? I mean, what about just sort of a neutral belief, okay? Like gravity, right? Gravity, if I jump off my balcony, I'll die. That belief serves me, okay? You can have neutral scientific beliefs um, that don't need to be reframed or, or a belief that's scientific and maybe it's not particularly positive, okay? Like me jumping off the roof and dying is not positive. I wish that I could fly. I wanted, you know, when I was a kid, I would, I would try to get mental power so that I could fly. It would be awesome that if I could fly and, uh, you know, I would love it, but that's not a reality. Okay. So how do I flip that to a positive? Well, the positive is knowing that gravity exists, knowing that I would die if I jumped off. I know not to jump off and I save myself from, from causing myself and my family members pain, right? Those, those sort of neutral beliefs or those beliefs that you think, well, you know, it would be cool if we had hoverboards and it would be cool if we could fly and all the, you know, I'm just using these as, as sort of like, you know, crazy examples. Um, but you could reframe that to like, how does that serve me? Like, okay, I've made gravity serve me. All right. I, I, I can make almost any belief serve me when I find the right reframe using will and creativity. Okay. Will, creativity, and reality. Reality is key, guys. Okay. When you're hearing me talk about some of this stuff, it might sound a little woo woo. Okay. It might sound a little hippy dippy, but that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to get you outside of the bounds of, of, of what's realistic. Okay. If I'm talking about God or spirituality, you don't have to deny any science to believe in that, right? Because the spirit is, is naturally outside of time, matter, space, and any kind of scientific measurement or hypothesis by, by its very nature, it has to be right. Because it's the spirit that created time, matter, space and energy. Okay. To me, you can keep all of the, the major scientific beliefs, use them as the best model, right. And recognize that for what it is. Okay. Because the, the, the science, right. It's constantly changing. It's constantly iterating. Science is just, it's just agreement of the top minds in the world that say this is the objective reality, right? But that's consistently changing. And even now when you look at, you know, the Heisenberg principle and, and quantum mechanics and string theory, I mean, I, I think science have, scientists have even given up on, on objective laws for the world. They're, they've agreed that this is our best model of reality. Right. It's open source. This is our best model of reality for now. We're going to keep iterating on that, which is a great belief. And, and that's a belief that you can use. You're, you're like, OK, I'll use all the top level scientific beliefs. If you if you're able to understand those, I can use those as models, but I can still make them work for me. So none of this has to be outside of reality. None, none of this has to be outside of, um, you know, the bounds of, of what's possible. Right. I'm not saying develop the belief that you can fly or you know, another example will be like for guys talking to girls, there used to be this, this school of using like neuro-linguistic programming on yourself to, to be able to get the confidence to approach a girl and just like picture yourself as 10 feet tall, you know, picture yourself as Godzilla walking up to a tiny girl because then you'll be able to have the confidence. Well, that kind of thing would never work for me because I know that's not reality. All right. Instead, 
right? If I wanted, if I wasn't getting the success that I wanted with women, what I would do is I would say, well, this hasn't been working out so far. So how do I create a belief where I am able to get the success that I want with women? And the best way to do that is to model success, right? Who's good with women? What do they have? Most likely they're better than average looking. How do I get myself to look as good as I possibly can? Okay. Dressing well, uh, being fit. And then how do they speak to women? Okay. Let me model that, that level of game and, and use that. All right. What's their, um, ratio of getting women. Okay. So I know I have to do X amount of approaches, or maybe if that guy's better looking than me, I have to do 10 X that amount of approaches, right? You know, and then as you start to make progress, you're like, Oh, okay. I can see all the mistakes that I was making. Oh, okay. I can see all these, all these different levels. And now my belief system's in line with reality. And now I've got a goal and now I've got something that I'm working towards and I can see progress. And even if I'm not getting the results that I want, I can still see that I'm like step by step moving up to where I want to be. Okay. And all that is in line with reality. So that's when you know you have a good belief system, right? You've questioned the old belief. You've opened it up for possibility. You've recognized that you would like to change that belief. And then you use your will, creativity, and created a new belief that is in line with reality. Make sense? So that's my attitude on it, okay? What if you could dig up every belief that causes you doubt, depression, and despair? Or even just beliefs that make you feel unmotivated and mediocre, right? What if you could dig all those up? Uh, now, you might be thinking, sure, it's hard, but dude, everything worth doing is hard. Every single thing worth doing is hard. If it was easy, everyone would be happy. If it was easy, you know, everyone would be programmed with the most positive beliefs by our parents and by our teachers and by our cultures. But look around the world. Look at look at the negativity and the war, the depression and the despair. This is the input that you're getting. But that is 100% within your control to recreate, to reprogram your operating system, right? To get all the new necessary parts in there and 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 you know, the fastest processor and the best graphics card, you can go out, you know, and, and buy that. You can buy those books that are going to help you reframe or you can, you can do it yourself, right? You can learn how an operating system works. You can dig in there and become a technician on your own operating system, right? On your own personal computer and you can do it for free. So that's the reality. Everything worth doing is hard. And dude, what else are you going to do? Wallow in beliefs that cause you consistent pain. It's like, again, if happiness is your primary priority, the most logical thing to do is do everything to be able to recreate that state as often as possible. And a major part of that is going through the belief systems that 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 are hurting you. I mean, you could do it right now if you want to. You could just run through your 10 most painful belief systems and just sit there. You could sit there all day and just bang out better reframes for those. I I, I would bet... I don't care if you if you're if you got a job or a business or whatever. If you sat there all day and just did that, that would be the most productive day of your year. I'd bet money on that. All right. So I say fuck wallowing in, in beliefs and despair and doubt and negativity and mediocrity and having these beliefs on top of your head like this is the objective reality and I just have to suck up and I I just have to live with it and it's and it's blah and and you know, that's just how life is. Now I say fuck that.
I say, fuck that. I say, I say, build the best belief system that you can. I say, go hard as a motherfucker on it. I say, go hard every day on, on getting those reframes and creating better belief systems and better models and building a better operating system within yourself. And I say, make your beliefs your bitch. And that's all I have to say for this video. So I hope you found it useful. Check me out, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook. Much love to you. Thank you so much for watching. Let me know what you think.